really the reasons that we are effective at creating those relationships with insurance agents is uh, that we are very calculated and intentional about looking at what insurance agents want from us and make sure that we are not only doing those things, but we're selling to those things. Welcome to the Nailed It Podcast with your host, Joseph Hughes, founder of Contractor Dynamics and creator of the Dynamic Accelerator Program, found at ContractorDynamics.com. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's fire episode on the business of construction. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to an episode of the Nailed It Podcast, uh, YouTube, as well as any podcast platform that you want. And I am excited to dive in with my buddy, Matt Danskin. A lot of us in the roofing industry know Matt very well. Uh, some of you who are not in the roofing industry might be in the construction industry or some other industry. Thank you for listening. You might not know Matt, but uh, Matt has a wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, uh, both uh, in roofing companies and now as a service business serving roofing companies. And uh, so he's got a really good perspective. He's got a really good kind of, you know, inside view into a lot of different contracting companies, as do I. And uh, whenever Matt and I get together and, you know, see one another at a conference or something like that, we're always kind of, you know, thinking about or talking about different ways that we can serve our market better, different things that we're seeing out there. So I value Matt's expertise and his insight and his relationship. And I'm excited to, uh, to bring him here onto the show to share some of that with our audience. So what's going on, my man? Man, I, I really appreciate you having me on here. And uh, it was good seeing you again uh, here recently out in Denver. Just love the opportunity to, to be able to talk with you, you know, being in similar positions in our industry, you know, in the way that we work with clients, but uh, not at all competitors. So uh, it's kind of a cool, cool way that we get to relate there. It is seriously. I think, I mean, we have very, uh, I would say very similar business models where we are, our purpose is to equip people and companies with the tools to transform and grow. And um, not to put words in your mouth, but I, I think that's what you're doing as well. You know, you're providing training and expertise to people that so that they can take control over their their pipeline, their business, their growth, their future, all that good stuff. So, I mean, I explained it maybe, you know, I probably didn't do it justice. So for those of you, uh, those people that do not have the pleasure of knowing Matt already, just give us a little bit of a background as to, you know, who you are, where you came from, what you're doing now, you know, that whole thing. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my background, I grew up in the trades, building houses with my dad. I kind of learned construction. I uh, went to school for business administration, uh, got out right as the uh, kind of housing market crashed. And so I did not get into construction. I ended up getting into a few different sales careers and, and kind of took both of those skill sets, the construction and the sales, and uh, started going into construction sales and doing stuff like new builds, remodels, additions. Um, got to do some really cool stuff. And then I discovered the roofing industry and I was like, wait a second, like these projects take a day or two instead of four months, like somebody else is going to pay for most of the costs of this. Like that's not even sales. Like that's, that's ridiculous. This is awesome. And so I was kind of immediately hooked. I got into that. I, I pretty much did a lot of the same things that I see my clients doing in terms of knocking doors, buying telemarketing leads, doing you know, uh, doing some digital marketing, 
doing social media and I had one insurance agent referring me some business. And that was uh, what I found my most effective way of getting business. Um, it wasn't a huge portion of my business, but it was something that I closed at a very high rate. Uh, the customers wanted to do business with me, like they knew who I was. Uh, and so I wasn't competing so much. And so I just kind of became obsessed with that and, and spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to replicate that relationship. And the, you know, the first guy that I had was just a friend of mine, like, you know, our families knew each other. He was an insurance agent. I was a roofer. And so he sent me business. So it took a lot of time to figure out like, okay, this stranger who's an insurance agent, how do I get them to refer me when they're already working with somebody else? Um, but we found a lot of success there and, and found that there's some really predictable ways that you can systematically go after these agents and scale that up so that it becomes a large portion of your business. And that's what kind of evolved into other contractors wanting me to teach them what I was doing. And, and so now here, uh, it'll be almost three years that I've been teaching other roofing contractors how to do exactly that. And which has been a, a whole journey uh, of itself and in learning how to teach, learning how to um, get people to take action on what I'm teaching. I'm sure a lot of these things probably resonate with you as well. Uh, you know, just being good at it yourself is is one skill set, but to be able to actually get someone else to do the thing uh, is, is, is another task entirely. Nice. Um, yeah, we should probably start some sort of support group for like, you know, guys that, that are trying to teach something to people and trying to get them to take action and not just roofers, but like just that's just the way we people are in general. Like, we want the easy button. We want things done for us. And if you're like, all right, well, this thing can, you know, 10x your business, but you got to do some work. Or like, oh man, I got to do some work. Like something I'm not used to doing outside my comfort zone. I know. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of what my team and I do, and I'm sure it's a big part of what what you guys do as well. Uh, that was back in um, you're selling roofs back in Colorado, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember talking with you when you were. Like, I think like you or the owner uh, was like a prospect of contractor dynamics at the time, like way back in the day. Um, and it's, and it's, so it's funny how we kind of come full circle. So that's interesting. This thing kind of accidentally happened to you where your friends started referring you business. And then you are, you had the awareness enough to be like, well, you know, this prospect, this homeowner is coming to me. They know me. They trust me. I'm closing at a high rate. Like, why am I going to continue go, to go bang on doors and try to, you know, convince strangers that they should trust me? Let's see if we can, you know, engineer more of these referrals. So that's interesting because things happen to us all the time in business. But unless we're paying attention and unless we like actually take the time to like reverse engineer what's going on, we're not going to come up with ways to innovate. We're just going to keep doing the same things we've always done, you know, just because that's what's comfortable. What was it that that caused you to say, you know, hey, I'm doing pretty well in roofing. I'm getting these insurance agent referrals. Like, why not just stay in roofing? Why did you make the pivot to go into what you're doing now to teach other people to do it? Yeah, so uh, it was something that was kind of uh, life happening to me. Uh, I had my my ex-wife decided she wanted to move halfway across the country. And uh, not to get into all the details, but it was either keep my son in my life or keep my referral network, uh, you know, and stay in Denver. And, and of course, 
uh, when you put it that way, it, it's not that hard of a decision. Uh, but it uh, leaving that market uh, is what kind of incited some of my friends and colleagues in, in Denver uh, to reach out to me. And they're like, hey, since you're leaving, you can let the cat out of the bag and tell me how you've been you know, outselling my entire company of several people. And, and so that's where kind of the light went on when I started teaching other people uh, and started started to see them be able to replicate what I was doing, that it wasn't anything about me, but that it was something that a lot of people could use and could benefit from. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Like, all right, Matt's leaving town. Let me, uh, let me go scoop up uh, the referrals that he's been getting. Uh, probably to line out your door, people that are uh, looking for those. So that makes sense. You're in Tennessee right now, right? That's where you, that's halfway across the country. So you set up there. Uh, you run restoration referral system and without giving away too many secrets, because I know you've got, you know, a whole, a whole wealth of experience and knowledge and expertise. What is it that, uh, what's the system? What do you guys do? You know, what do you teach? That sort of thing. Sure. Well, there's a lot that we can, we can talk about, honestly, where really the reasons that we are effective at creating those relationships with insurance agents is uh, that we are very calculated and intentional about looking at what insurance agents want from us and make sure that we are not only doing those things, but we're selling to those things. And, and most of your competitors are just kind of going in and, you know, and throwing up on the agent and telling them, you know, how, how great their Better Business Bureau rating is, how, uh, uh, you know, how awesome they are. And it's me, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, you know, here's a box of donuts. And, and if we can really understand what those agents want, you can provide so much more value. There's so much more that you can do where you're not having to substitute with uh, lunches and, and sweets and, and golf outings and stuff like that. You are in a business relationship and you're providing as much or more to them as you're asking from them. That's at kind of a foundational level, why we're effective at it. Um, the the way that I do my training, we've got an online university. You can watch videos, you can read explanations, you can look at PDFs. We've got kind of everything lined out to just take you step by step through every conversation you're going to have, every fundamentally why you're doing the things that you're doing. But I always pair that together with live coaching. So I've gone through like some online university stuff where it's just all static content. Uh, you know, hey, go watch these videos. Thanks for your money. And, and there's a lot that you can accomplish with that. But I feel like uh, there's some things that are better served to have a conversation and do a video call and, and get into the nitty gritty. Hey, our market is different because of X, Y, Z. Or, you know, this customer had an objection, this crazy objection. What do I need to do? And because I focus on this one thing all day long, every day, there, there's not much you can throw at me that I, I can't hit in my in my lane. And so that's that's kind of how I approach the training. Basically, I want to take away anybody's excuse for not doing well with this. If they if they don't succeed with our program, the only reason is going to be because they didn't do the activity. Uh, they didn't actually go out and meet with the insurance agents. They didn't do what we told them to do. It's never going to be, oh, I had this question and I couldn't get a hold of Matt. Uh, oh, I had this question and uh, we couldn't get through it. And, and so that's how most of our training happens. We do uh, a couple of live events a year as well. 
because uh, some people just prefer to, to work that way. Perfect, man. Our, our, our models are so similar. Um, we've got the course. We don't have like a standalone course, but like as part of our training program, you have the course material to reference and examples and scripts and things like that. But it's it's that live, you know, we have multiple, uh, at least a, a dozen calls, man, probably more than that, probably two dozen calls every week between group calls and one-on-one calls uh, where people are like, yeah, I've been doing this marketing. Like, can you tell me, you know, can you help me understand the data and how I can improve it? Um, so whether it's like marketing or whether it's like building relationships, it's the same thing. It's like, how do we continually uh, analyze what we're doing and make those adjustments to get better results over time? So love that. Not. I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're on my podcast uh, on the show right now, but like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything bad about your system, your company, about working with you. That's a testament doing something for three years, uh, very out there in in public on social media and events and everything like that, and not having like any you know blemishes on your record or reputation. Like, that's huge, man. Um, so, so yeah, I great appreciate work there. that. I'd um, say the same. I'd say the same about you. I. You know, I have a lot of mutual clients with you and haven't had anybody be like, oh, yeah, that was a waste of time. That was a waste of money. They're all like, yeah, that was awesome. Like that's. And so, uh, yeah, I work really hard to make sure that I, I keep my side of the street clean. Right. Like I do everything that right. I can do. Right. Uh, and there's still it's kind of been funny. Uh, there's still been a couple of haters out there that just want to be mad at the world and uh, that type of thing. But not usually, you know, anything that that I've done. Yeah, you know, there's people out there that have not had success with our training program, um, but they would probably admit uh, that they just didn't do the work. So similar to what you're talking about, right? I like that. Keep your side of the street clean. Like, and that for me as an owner and, and our team is uh, exemplifies this as well. Like, I want to be able to sleep well at night. And the way that I do that is by knowing that we're doing everything that we can to help our clients win. Um, we're not going to be able to control hundred percent of the results because it's a training program similar to what you guys do. Uh, but we want to know that we're doing everything we can to get them to show up, get them to do the work, get them to get results. You know, we're at peace as long as we can do that. And it's always a moving target. We can always do more. So we're constantly working on that, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what it takes. You know, you got to be that invested in helping your clients win these days. Yeah. So talk about these, uh, Talk about these in-person in events. I'm actually curious. You and I started talking about it last week in Denver at the event and got interrupted and whatnot because, you know, we're both so popular and it happens all the time, <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to learn more about your in-person events. Yeah, our, our roofing boot camp is uh, – this is kind of the, the fourth iteration of it. And so, you know, I, I'm always trying to, like – Every time we've done one, all right, what can we do better next time? Let's make this thing just awesome. Uh, and I, I get really excited about that. But what it is, is three days of training uh, where owners, managers, salespeople, uh, business development reps uh, fly into Nashville this time. Uh, we've had them in a couple, couple of different locations, but this time it's going to be in Nashville. Fly into Nashville and get to focus on this for three days where we go through every piece of it and we keep it as a pretty small group. So we can still answer questions. We can still have a lot of individualized attention. And we, we start off with basically just me teaching, me explaining, here's all the stuff. And, and probably the most important element of it is that we start going through and practicing and we'll do role playing in the workshop and the boot camp. And, you know, so everybody's trying it out. They're doing their, their best at it. 
And then part of what we do is actually calling insurance agents. And so we're, we're providing uh, a list, you know, contact list uh, of agents in that person's market uh, where we start picking up the phone. We start making phone calls. And, and not only are you getting the, the practice and the reps in, but you were able to see other people doing it. And, and they may make some mistakes and, and you get to see, hey, that was a mistake. Let me not do that. Uh, but you also get to see really when you take the action and you do what we taught on, how easy it is to, to get success. And so that just becomes infectious. And the, the whole group is just going after it. So we kind of make a little competition out of it. Like, all right, we've got an hour. How many appointments can you get? And, and you know, we've had guys leave our boot camp with like 15 appointments set up uh, when they go home to go meet with agents. And, you know, guys that have literally, we had one guy, I tell everybody, like, continue this, like, meeting with insurance agents, creating new relationships, continue scaling this. But one of our guys uh, that didn't take that advice, he just did his calls during our boot camp, went home, met with those agents, and didn't meet with any more agents. And he's the number one rep at a really big, really successful company. Uh, I think he's aiming for like $4 million this year. Uh, you know, and we're, we're getting pretty close to that. Just from like doing that, that one, you know, two days of calls. Wow. Uh, and so it, it's just been awesome seeing, seeing the guys that, that go to that and gals uh, go to that, that just are crushing it now. And, you know, it, it's really not about like a, Hey, I want, you know, I want to sell you a ticket to my thing or whatever. Like I want to help you win. And if that's the, the avenue, if that's the way that you're going to learn best and you're going to take action on it, I'm going to provide that. Wow. That's cool. Uh, so that's Nashville. That's smart. Make people come to you. I know you do enough traveling. It's like, why not make people come to me? Um, when is that, Matt? Uh, that is December 7th, 8th and 9th. Okay. The uh, objective of this interview is not to promote that, but we will definitely uh, let people know about that in advance. So people have an opportunity to check that out. So that's really cool. That's uh, really cool that you do that. Uh, I know that, you know, we go to conferences and things like that. I love the virtual things. Great. Cause we can reach more people. It's, it's very efficient. It's the one to many thing, but like going to events, absorbing, learning, impacting in person is huge as well. So I'm sure those are awesome. And I've, I've heard some awesome feedback about those too. So good stuff there. Let's zoom out for a bit. So I know, like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I have a unique perspective into like all sorts of different businesses as do you. Can we talk about like some of the things that, that successful, whether it's sales reps or companies in general that they do? Do you have a, you know, a few lessons to share with the audience? Uh, I would say from a, from a business standpoint, uh, the people that I see that are really successful uh, are specialists, people that, that pick their target, uh, which means that they're turning down a lot of stuff. And, and I know you you kind of harp on this the same type of thing, uh, but they they get really specific about what what that customer and type of deal that they want is, and they go after that. And... Um, there's just efficiencies in doing the same type of stuff over and over and over again. And if you're, unless you're out in the middle of nowhere, there's enough work to make you insanely rich uh, within a lot of different niches. 
And so, you know, whether that's the guys that specialize in certain, you know, specialty materials or they're working on, you know, just residential or just commercial or just industrial, just retail, just insurance, whatever it is, like find find what that thing is and don't try to do everything. I would say that that's one of the biggest biggest deals for a company. Uh, I would say for for a salesperson it is just time management. That that is critical in in them being successful because and I've been probably more guilty than most when I was selling roofs of wasting time. You know where you have huge gaps in between appointments and, you know, oh, well, it's not, you know, not the right time to do whatever. So I'm going to, I'm just going to sit in my truck and, uh, you know, eat a cheeseburger for an hour and a half uh, until I've got something else going on. Um, if you can really examine your, your day, examine your schedule and plan it out to where really you kind of don't have enough time for everything. It's, Hey, I'm done with this. When you get done with your customer, uh, and I know some some people really prefer to sit there and jaw with the customer for two hours. For me, it was always like, hey, let's do business. You got any questions? All right, we're good. Hey, I've got another appointment to run to. And people respect that. And people are like, oh, this person's time is valuable, right? So there's other added benefits to it aside from just being able to get twice as much accomplished in a day if you've got stuff packed in. And you can always, if you don't have time, you can always reschedule something. You can always, you know, hey, I'm running late because of, uh, you know, our last appointment went over. Okay, no problem. Uh, people will wait for you when they see that you're working. They see that you're that you're busy. Customers usually are okay with that, obviously, as long as you communicate. But uh, I think the difference between the guys that are really successful and the guys that are are not is just that wasted time. Uh, aside from of course, targeting things that are going to be an effective use of their time. Yeah, uh, huge. That, that's something that that I focus on too. Like, you know, you can always improve there. We help our clients with that too. Uh, it's something that you have to examine how you're spending your time. We all think we're efficient. We all think we're really good at managing our time and priorities. But like, when you actually do a time study or you know, simply list out everything that you do during the day. It's pretty eye-opening, so we can always improve there, right? So that's that's huge. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and then the efficiencies thing, um, I wrote down efficiencies of specialization. That could be a good title, but it's probably too fancy, too many you know big words to put out there. But yeah, when you specialize, like you can get very efficient at what you do, which equates to more profit, which equates to being able to invest back into your team, into your growth, into your training. And then you can become better and better at what you do. When you're trying to do too many things, I know when I first started out the first few years of Contractor Dynamics, like we were doing all sorts of different services and uh, we were you know, profitable at some, not profitable at some others. It took us a while for us to realize that. But and you know, that's the case with most contracting companies too. Like you tell yourself that you're trying to help the homeowner and, and be a value add and by doing all these different things, but like you're really doing yourself and that property owner disservice because you're not amazing at all those things and you're not able to be you know, on time, on budget, be profitable, and you're not able to make enough money to, to provide an amazing service. So, you know, obviously with, with both of what we do, but with, with roofing contractors as well, you become known as the guy for that thing. Like I'm known as the guy for insurance, you know, agent referrals. You're known as the 
social media uh, trainer guy. Like you become known for that thing. So if someone needs that thing and they're like, hey, who do I use? You're the guy. Um, you know, same thing with, with uh, you know, for instance, there, there's some guys that do uh, copper. They do really good copper stuff on, on roofing, right? And that's a specialty thing. There's tons of money in it. Um, you know, and I was looking for a referral for kind of a friend of a friend. I was like, hey, who do we know that does copper in this area? And everybody's saying the same guy's name. And, and he stays, but he was like, yeah, I can try to. It'll probably be a few weeks before I get out there. Because he's stacked up with highly profitable work that he's going to close at a high rate. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I think, uh, you know, uh, I think people don't are maybe scared to specialize because, you know, that scarcity mindset, like, oh, is there enough copper work out there? Well, you know, not if you're just sitting back and waiting for that to come to you. But if you are systematically, you know, building those relationships, those referral relationships, maybe you're systematically doing some marketing, getting yourself out there, then yes, you're going to find those people. But it takes a little bit more work than just like, you know, uh, hoping for your phone to ring. So well, what, I, um, what I usually yeah. hear is like, I don't want to turn down work. And it's like, right. Yeah. You're, you're going to be too busy, you know, picking up a, what was it picking up a dime to, and you'll miss the dollar. Yeah. And, that, and that's like the old, you know, scarcity you think of from when we first start out in our businesses and I can't speak for everyone, but like myself, it's like, yeah, you do, you don't turn down work cause you want to pay the bills. And it's like, People have money. They want to hire you to do whatever. And you're going to figure it out. You're going to say yes, and you're going to figure out how to go do it. That's what I did. But then you need to graduate, you know, as soon as you can to where you are, you know, confident saying no, because you do have a pipeline that you've built of ideal prospective clients and projects. So uh, making that transition, it like as soon as possible, it took me too long, probably, but no regrets. I'm still here, still in business. But making that, you know, as soon as possible is, uh, is my recommendation anyway. So that's one thing that maybe I was going to touch on in a second, like some common things that you see contracting companies doing wrong. Um, I guess that would be one of them. Anything else where, you know, you start working with a company, you're like, all right, well, you're doing this wrong or, you know, this can be done better. This is something we see over and over again. Um, any of those things, Matt? Yeah, I think a lot of owners and in roofing, so many times it starts as, you know, the sales guy turned company owner and, you know, he gets a couple of people to come work for him type of deal, which that's fine. Like that's an okay, that's, there's nothing wrong with, with starting that way. But I think a lot of times that salesman has been selling roofs and learning their trade and learning their task for years. And they take for granted a lot of the things that they know. And just assume that this new person that was a sandwich artist two weeks ago is going to understand uh, that they need to take a photo of the drip edge because the gutters are spiked through it. And that's going to get the gutters paid for. Right. And so they just go, yeah, go, you know, take all the photos, you know, you need to you need to take Well, and then they don't take that photo and then it doesn't get paid for. And then stuff goes wrong. And, uh, you know, and there's so many different examples you could use with uh, whether it's a sales pitch or whatever it is. In, in just being able to say, okay, I'm going to assume that my my people that I'm hiring in know nothing. I'm going to lay all this out very, very uh, simply. And, and not only am I going to show you here's everything that you need to do, but I'm going to model that as well. I'm going to do it the exact same way that I expect you to do it. Um, so that's the other problem. Even some guys that are like, hey, here's what you need to do. But 
I know what I'm doing, so I don't have to do it that way. That doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> I promise it doesn't work. And, and so I would say that that's one area that I, I commonly see companies that are struggling to kind of get off the ground. Maybe they hire a couple of guys, they stick around for six months, they're gone, they have to rehire and never really gain any momentum. Uh, I think a lot of times that's the issue is that they don't have a way to get those people trained because either they haven't laid out what that process is or they're not also following that process. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Having those processes, those SOPs, and then having a way to systematically train people so things are done the same way. And and you're setting the example as the owner, as leader. It's not like a do what I say, not what I do type thing. So yeah, that's that's very insightful. Is is what part of what you do with your program, like helping them SOP, you know, what they're doing with building those relationships? Is that is that part of it? Yeah. In terms of like our like referral relationship stuff, we give them that, that SOP. Here's exactly what you need to do. Uh, here's why you're doing what you're doing. You know, and I always uh, recommend that the, the ownership does at least some of it. And a lot of these owners don't have time to go run around and meet with a bunch of agents and stuff, but you should do it enough times that you know what's happening so that when your guys come to you, you have a point of reference. But yeah, we, we give them all that for our area. Uh, I don't do that. Like I, I specialize, so I don't try to be the everything roofing uh, consultant, you know, tell you everything about how to run your business. I can, I've learned a lot of things. I can kind of point people in the right direction, but that's not something that we sell or whatever. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, really insightful. I know, like, again, you have a unique seat into a lot of different businesses, uh, you know, in-person, virtually events, you know, all sorts of things, uh, social media wise. So glad to, uh, to learn about some of those things that you see. What, what motivates you? Like what, what's your drive? Like why, why do you keep working so hard? You're extremely hardworking and, and focused uh, individual. Uh, you know, I, I think I've realized even uh, in this last year, um, a lot of it comes down to the way that I was raised. I was spending some time with my parents here recently and uh, both of them do not stop. Sun up to after sundown they are going. And my dad's retired. Like they, they could stop anytime they want to. And, but they just don't stop. And, and that's the way that I was raised from the time I was a baby was, was go, 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 go. And so uh, I think that's just kind of the way that I, not that I'm naturally that way, but I think that's the way that I was raised was just, I'm constantly looking for like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And sometimes, you know, uh, it's not that I don't ever rest, but I feel like even when I, when I rest or I'm playing with my kids or whatever, I'm like, I'm going to rest the best I can possibly rest. I'm going to play with the kids the best I can possibly play with my kids. Like, I'm going to do this intensely uh, until I just collapse at the end of the day. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? You just talked about the importance of owners setting that example for their team members and you just highlighted that with your parents, like setting that example and being the example, not telling you, hey, Matt, you got to go work hard. You got to go do things when they're sitting on the couch like they're, you know, setting that example for you. So that's so powerful. Yeah, and, that, um, yeah, and I think even if your parents weren't that way, uh, you know, a good a manager, a good owner can be that for someone. You can show somebody, you know, everybody talks about, oh, this young generation doesn't have any work ethic. Well, are you modeling that for them? Right. Like. Uh, I think there's there's so much there. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Take ownership of that. Like be the change that you want to see in the world. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing, Matt. I appreciate your insights. Anything else you want to add before we kind of jump into a little fun lightning round? Any, any other insights or, you know, things that you want to talk about, about your company or it's your stage, whatever you want to talk about. I appreciate it. I'm going to, uh, I think we, we talked about my company. Yeah, I, I appreciate you giving me kind of that spotlight to, to talk about what we've got going on. Because this is your your channel that people are looking at, if somebody's not working with, with Joseph Hughes, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of free social media tips right here to, to get you towards being able to work with Joseph. So, uh, And this is just from looking at 100,000 different roofing contractors' social media. So you can do this in the next five minutes. I'm going to give you, this is, and this is probably, you're probably going to say this is totally the wrong thing to do or whatever. Uh, make sure that you have a business Facebook page. Make sure that your personal employment shows that it's connected to that business Facebook page. Make sure that it's publicly visible so that people can see that you work there. Your customers are researching you. They'll look at your phone number, they'll look at your email, they'll look at your name, and they will find you in the community and they'll find mutual friends. And if they don't see this guy works at XYZ Roofing, they're like, I'm not sure if this is the right guy. I'm not sure if he's a legitimate contractor because he doesn't work there. That's it. That's like, yeah, I won't. Yeah, I'm not trying to, to be the new Joseph Hughes and tell you all about your social media. But uh, for the love of God, at least set that stuff up, uh, whether you hire Joseph or not to get you a mile further down the road than that. Um, you are hurting yourself if you don't do that type of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I, I thank you. Because I mean, you know, I talk about things like that all the time. And I, it's great for our audience to hear them from someone other than me. Uh, but absolutely like the basic stuff, right? Like think about that people, Matt said, people are doing their research on you. They want to see, you know, you're coming out to their home or their property or business or whatever it is. Like they want to have a, a sense of trust and warm and fuzzies before they meet you. So yeah, I mean, just do the basics. Even that, like I say to people all the time, just have your social media stuff dialed in, be consistent. You don't have to run ads or do any campaigns or anything, but like the people that are researching you, they want to feel that sense of trust. You don't know how much business you might be losing out on right now because people that were referred to you are doing the research and either they can't find what they want or they don't like what they see because it's not as professional as maybe, you know, it should be. So like you're missing out. We're all missing out on opportunities to build that trust with people because, you know, our socials are, you know, things are not dialed in. So Great point. That was unscripted, but thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. Always add value. Um, all right, Matt, you want to have some fun? Jumping into some uh, some quick questions, uh, a little lightning round here. Let's do it. All right. Well, this first one is uh, I ask everyone this because I'm a book nerd. I, I know you have books in the background there. You've actually given me a, a few books, and uh, and I'm actually mailing some books out to some clients and friends today. So, what book are you currently reading? I am currently listening to. Uh, start with why. And I'm loving it right now. Awesome. First time reading it or listening? Yeah. Cool. Great book. Awesome book. A lot of people know Simon from his TED talk. Uh, probably start with why it's what it's called. He's got a great, another great book called the infinite game. I recommend that one too. Uh, really good one. Not, not as well known, but really good. I'm a big fan, a uh, believer in that, you know, you, you set the stage for your day in the morning. Do you have some sort of morning routine, Matt? I do. Uh, I'm a creature of habit. So uh, I wake up at four. Uh, I, I get all my stuff together. I get over to the gym. 
uh, usually about 4.30, 4.45, and kind of plan out my day in the parking lot. So I sit in my car, waiting for the gym to open, plan out my day. Uh, I'll do a little bit of reading, uh, do a little bit of prayer, Bible study stuff. And then five o'clock when they open the doors to the gym, I'm in there working out of some sort uh, until six. And then I go home, cook my family breakfast, take my son to school and office by eight. Wow. That's awesome. So if you're considering working with Matt, consulting with Matt, going to Matt's event, do you want a guy, a person on your side who's waking up at four and attacking his day with intention? Uh, that just gives you a little insight as to how he's attacking his his business and providing for his clients. So that's awesome, man. Um, you're making me feel lazy now. I wake up at 540 usually, so I might have to adjust that because I'm competitive. Yeah, um, well, 930, I'm falling asleep, so... Yeah, I hear that. We have a client, uh, Lucas, I'll give him a shout out. He wakes up at 3.58 every morning. Um, and I asked him why. And he said, because I know there's other people there, uh, other people that set their alarms for four, and I want to head start on them. So that's just his little his little mindset thing. So um, I thought that was really cool. He inspires me for sure. Um, all right, so you got people coming to Nashville in December. What is your next travel destination? My next travel destination is uh, the Transform Conference in the Dallas area that I'm going to October 5th through 8th, I think. So Right on. Nice. That looks like an awesome lineup, some really good people. So I'm sure that'll be, uh, be a really good event. Yeah, I um, think so. How about what is Matt doing on a free Saturday? Uh, well, I've got four sons, so I don't know that any Saturdays are necessarily free. Um, but, uh, I actually, uh, one of my, one of my pastimes is gardening, which is kind of, I don't know, a nerdy or girly, uh, type of endeavor. Uh, but I really enjoy it. It really kind of gives me a little bit of peace and, um, yeah. So I do a little bit of that. That's awesome, man. Four sons. Yeah. You're definitely, uh, definitely keeping busy. Uh, no free Saturdays for at least, you know, 18 years or so, which is fun. That's awesome. How about, let's wrap it up. Where can people connect with you, learn more about you personally, what you do business-wise? Where's the best place for them to start? Sure. RestorationReferralSystem.com uh, is our main website. You can check out all that. For that boot camp that we're doing is RoofingBootCamp.com. And of course, you can find me on Facebook and you can actually link to my companies directly through my Facebook profile. My name is Matt Danskin. So feel free to reach out to me, connect with me. I'm always looking to, to make new friends. Awesome. Man, practice is what he preaches. That's great to hear. Well, thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate your time. I know you got a lot going on. Uh, thanks for sharing with our audience. I'm excited to get this out and uh, to help people level up with uh, some of these systems and processes and tidbits that we're talking about. So thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Nailed It Podcast. Don't forget to get your free training videos at contractordynamics.com.